What's going on, guys? Welcome back to Inside the Dome. Thank you to Aiden, as always, for that amazing intro. And ladies and gentlemen, College Football Week 2 is here, which is insane to say. Uh, I love it, baby. We love it. Um, a lot of stuff happened last week, and we're going to talk about it. And as always, I'm joined with John. Uh, how you doing, Hi. bud? Doing excellent. Yeah, like you said, last week was very fun. I was... At a college football game last week, Penn State WVU, we will definitely get into that game. But yeah, last week was very fun. A lot of upsets too. Yeah, that we will get to. So we'll definitely talk about that. Um, also, we're not going to go through last week and be like, all right, game one, you know, uh, Florida versus Utah. John, what was your thoughts on the game? Okay, game two, because we're going to be here all day. Yeah. So to keep everything fresh and new. We're just going to talk about the top 25 every single week for you, unless if there's a big game, as always. Like, example, the Red River Showdown, if Oklahoma and Texas aren't ranked, we'll talk about it. Get it? Cool. Cool. Um. So, yeah, we'll keep it always fresh with the top 25. So, John, I don't know about you, but let's talk about this top 25. Let's start off with our records, though, from last week. So, John yeah. called 19 out of 5 games correct. 19 and 5, I should say. Yeah. 19 and 5. I went 20 and 4. So I'm one game up on him right now. I have. Yeah, we were doing upsets, though. Uh, my upsets yeah. were terrible last yeah. week. I knew Mexico winning. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm still winning against Mississippi. Yeah, some of them. Three of seven. were terrible. Dude, dude, that poor Oregon duck, too. Oh, you see him um, that. He did 507 yeah. push ups. But. We're, we're going to keep it fresh. We're going to do random upsets because random upsets do win too. Uh, yeah. And obviously later in the season, it will be better. Um, but anyways, let's talk about it. So Delaware going to ranked number seven, Penn State. Penn State last week, John, I want to hear your thoughts of how they played against West Virginia because Ugh, I watched the first yeah. half and I gave up after the first half and then I just stayed on notifications and then I turned it back on. Cause uh, that let me team, get to that it. That team annoyed me. Yeah, let me get to it. I was here at this game. I was at Penn State. First off, man, before I get to the game, I got to talk briefly about Penn State's stadium and announcing and all that. It was below average. I mean, I'm a Penn State fan, too. Like, all of you probably think I'm a WVU fan all the way. I'm equally a Penn State fan, too. But I was slightly biased for WVU. But I went to Penn State. The announcing was bad. They didn't say, like, a single player from WVU. Like, you would think... Like, oh, Garrett Green made a pass. He would be like, Garrett Green, 50-yard pass to, like, C.J. Donaldson or something like that. You would think the announcer would say, nope. The Penn State announcer would only say the defender that tackled him. So, like, I, like if C.J. Donaldson did a four-yard run, I wouldn't even know it was C.J. Donaldson because they would just say, tackled by number 54 or something like that. Like, it was, it was so, bad. At WVU games, do they say... Oh, they'll they'll say like, let's say Drew Aller fifteen yard pass to Kendra Lambert Smith. Like they'll they'll still say it. Like 
Ten Ten run by Nick Singleton. By. Yeah, yeah right. they'll say both. Yeah, it was because... just a poor presentation for like WVU away fans. It's yeah, very I poor. think I think Penn State always does that, and I'm just used to that. I think our local football team does that too. I can't remember yeah, off the top but, of my head. Besides that, too, the scoreboard was also terrible. The reviews were very delayed and stuff. And at one point, it was third and eight, but the scoreboard said third and twenty-eight for some reason. It was very confusing, as well. But enough dissing the stadium, the game. Actually, I'll start a bit with West Virginia because. We won't be talking much about West Virginia here since they're not ranked. But Neil Brown, he was calling the plays. He was terrible. The play calling was just atrocious this game. It was not good. We were running the ball when we really couldn't be running the ball late in the game. We had a two-minute drill going into the in the first half. We were in a two-minute drill. The first two plays are runs, and we kill up like 45 seconds. I'm like, what are we doing? I was going crazy in the crowd. It was terrible. The play calling was terrible. Garrett Green did good enough. He was running for his life half the time, which honestly is the most effective way to beat the Penn State defense. C.J. Donaldson had 18 carries for 81 yards and a rushing touchdown. Garrett Green also had a rushing touchdown. Devin Carter had six receptions for 90 yards. So not bad from West Virginia. They ended up getting destroyed literally in the second half. They did keep it close in the first half, but I'll just do a quick preview for week two for West Virginia. Uh, they played Duquesne at home. West Virginia should win this game. If they don't, I'm going to be wearing a Fire Neil Brown shirt when the backyard brawl happens the following week. So that's my quick thoughts for West Virginia, but they're not ranked, so I can't go too deep into them. Penn State, on the other hand, it was Drew Aller's first game. He went 21 for 29, 325 passing yards and three passing touchdowns. He had a pretty good game. I'm not going to lie. He, he played best when he was under pressure. That was the best thing I could say. When he was under pressure, he made some great throws. The O-line, even though they have arguably one of the best offensive tackles in the nation, he was getting too much pressure on him. They were allowing up too much pressure. The running game was great. I mean, Nick Singleton, 13 carries, 70 yards, one touchdown. Catron Allen, 10 carries, 51 rushing yards. Very good running game, as always. Keandre Lambert-Smith led the team in receiving yards with 123 and two receiving touchdowns. And Malik McLean was a transfer, and he had a good game as well with a touchdown. But it was a good first game. You can't expect too much with a Drew Aller starting his first ever game, but it was definitely a good enough start. They play Delaware now. Let me get to Delaware. Delaware last week, they beat Stony Brook. By a score of 37 to 13. Now, their quarterback is Ryan O'Connor, who threw for 346 passing yards, one touchdown, and two interceptions. Will that be enough to beat Penn State? Most definitely not. Penn State still ranks seven. They have a 98% chance to win. Penn State does. And I don't even know what the over under is, but they have a 98% chance to win. I have Penn State winning this game. Super easy. It's at Beaver Stadium, too. So, give me Penn State. What do you think? You're muted, by the way. <laughs> Penn State. I, I said Delaware. Delaware all the way. You know, Penn State all the way. <laughs> Nothing else to be said. You you, you did your little rant about it, both teams. So I did. It was Penn WVU. So it was I, WVU. I, I had to. I don't think we need to say anything else. So, both of us taking Penn State. Very interesting. Moving on. Number ranked, 
Number 10, ranked. Wow. I, I, oh, I literally, we've been recording for so long today, I keep combining words. Number 10, <laughs> ranked. Notre Dame plays North Carolina State. Notre Dame has been looking pretty good recently. This will be their third game this season. They played week zero and then week one and week two. Um, not much to say off the top of my head about Notre Dame. John, you might have a thing or two, but I'm, I'm going to take Notre Dame for here. Uh, I don't see much else happening. Okay. So yeah. Notre Dame, the 10th ranked team. Notre Dame is 2-0. and They are going against NC State Wolfpack. Who is one and oh? They two the battle of two undefeated teams. Man, this is gonna be competitive. Actually, though, when you it look is. at it, the, yeah, odds. you're looking at these yeah. odds. So for the viewers, <laughs> for the viewers listening at home, the odds is seven and a half. Notre Dame's favored. The over under is fifteen and a half. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, Notre what? Dame. They have a seventy-eight percent chance to win this game. So I mean, if you want to go upset early, that's what I'm doing. I, I'm going upset early. I'm taking NC State. I think Notre Dame's going to win. Okay. But with first the, upset, listen to Vegas. Listen to Vegas. Okay. Yeah. So I'll just go through their stuff. So last week they played against TN State. Pulling up their stats right now, Sam Hartman. Went 14 for 17, 3 for 194 passing yards and 2 passing touchdowns. So, very good game from him. Very solid. They even got their backup in, Steve Angeli, as well. He had 2 passing touchdowns. Their running back, Audric Esteem, had 13 carries, 116 rushing yards and 1 rushing touchdown. So, very easy effort for the Notre Dame fighting Irish. But, like Carlin said... This is a competitive game. They are going against NC State, who, let's see what they did last week. Last week, they had a very, actually, I hope I'm looking at their last week game. Hopefully, I did the last week game for Notre Dame, too. I didn't look at the date, but uh, actually, yeah, okay, I got it now. They were showing me some 2022 stats, too. Last week. They played against Connecticut. They won 24-14. to Very close game. Low-scoring game. So, I will take Notre Dame here. I will not go the upset on this one. I will take Notre Dame. This would be a, a game, though, where I think you could take an upset. But I got Notre Dame. So, moving on to the next game. Utah, ranked number 12 versus the Baylor Bears. Now, unless you, Carlin, this last week Utah played Thursday night against Florida. Did you have any thoughts on that game? Nope, because I completely forgot they were playing. Oh, man. Yeah, this was. Uh, yeah, they played Florida. They won. Uh... Oh, no, they lost. Oh, they only fell Florida by. Lost. Florida lost. Uh, Hopefully, wait, you're wait. looking at the right game. I, I was looking right. at last year. I was like, whoa, Florida won. Oh, why Why they only fall to? Yeah. Uh, Utah <laughs> won. Florida lost. Uh, not much to be said. Though, let's talk about this upcoming game, right? Utah is only favored by 7.5 again, over under 47.5. I'm going to pick a safe pick, and I'm going to take Utah. I'm not taking the Baylor Bears. But I'm cur- more curious to see what you're going to do. Are you going to take the upset back-to-back? Back-to-back upsets. You doing it? Nope, I'm not. But 
I'll look into last week's game a bit. At least with Florida. I don't know if I don't think Florida was ranked last week, but they've always been a promising team here and there. But uh, about this year, Graham Mertz is debut game with the Florida Gators. I mean, if you look at the stat line, it's actually pretty decent, but I was watching it live. It really was nothing special from him. He did, at least in the... He started off good, but then he fizzled out. But essentially with Utah, though, they didn't have Cam Rising as their quarterback, so they kind of split between Bryson Barnes and Nate Johnson. Nate Johnson was the running quarterback of the bunch. He had six carries for 45 rushing yards and one rushing touchdown. Bryson Barnes three for 159 passing yards and one passing touchdown. So I can't confirm if Cam Rising is playing this game. If he is, then he'll be the only quarterback. If he's not playing, then it will be the QB split again, potentially. But they are going against Baylor. Baylor last week lost. They lost last week on September 2nd. They played against Texas State, and they lost the game. Now, Baylor's quarterback, let me pull up his stats here, Blake Schappen went 21 for 31, 303 passing yards, and two passing touchdowns. But it says their backup was win, too. Sawyer Robertson, who had a pick that game. It's not sure if that was injury-related or not, but... If their backup is starting, though, I would take Utah. And even if their starter is starting, I will also take Utah for this game. They have a 73% chance to win this game. So I will take Utah. Now, moving on now, Kansas State versus Troy. What are your thoughts on that game? All right, over under for Kansas State versus Troy. I did not not have this prepared. I'm so sorry. that's you want to know Nebraska, Colorado? Kidding, because we're going to get into that in a minute. So the over under, uh, the spread sixteen and a half. Um, Kansas State's favorite over under is 51 and a half. Uh, Kansas State, uh, they won last week, uh, barely though, forty five to nothing against uh, <laughs> Southeast uh, Missouri. I think it is barely won. It was a nail biter the whole game. Uh, the Troy football team actually had a very close game, 48-30 to 30 against SFA. Uh, I'm assuming that's a Texas school because there's a little Texas logo. Um, yeah, Kansas had a dog pounding last week, and they're going to keep up with that. Um, I'm giving Kansas State. Alrighty, I was going to say, Troy might... I can't confirm this. He's not the starting quarterback now for Troy, but... The WVU legend, Jared Dagey, I think he went to Troy a year ago or something like that. But shout out to him wherever he is right now. He was the WVU quarterback my freshman year. So shout out to him, whatever you're doing right now. Hope you're doing well. Troy, last week, they won 48-30 to against Stephen F. Austin Lumberjacks. The quarterback, Gunnar Watson, 14 for 22, 198 passing yards, four touchdowns, one interception, carried by the running back here, Kamani Vidal. Rushed, he had 25 carries for 248 rushing yards, which is pretty crazy to think about. So, Troy, do they have 
a chance against Kansas State. The 15th ranked Kansas State, might I add, like Carlin said, they won 45 to nothing last game. I'm going to take Kansas State still. I had already had them highlighted before we started this episode. I'm going to take Kansas State. Last week, let me pull up the standout players for Kansas State for you all. Will Howard, their quarterback, went 18 for 26, 297 passing yards, two touchdowns, and one interception. Their running back, DJ Giddens, had 128 rushing yards. They're, they had two receivers with over 100 receiving yards. R.J. Garcia the second and Ben Sinnott. So, some players to look out for in this game. But I will take Kansas State. They have an 89% chance to win this game. They are favored minus 16 and a half. So, yeah. give me Kansas State in this game. So, John, this is oh. the second most interesting game. Dare I say the most interesting game this week. It is. The Nebraska Cornhuskers. <laughs> I still think that's funny that their school name is the Nebraska Cornhuskers. What are we? Cornhuskers! <laughs> Versus the Colorado Buffaloes. I think that's what they're called. Yeah. Deion Sanders. Yeah. Let's talk about Deion Sanders. Nebraska, you're not ranked. You don't you're not gonna get talked about until I'll we talk, talk about, about the spread. Bit. Until we yeah. talk about the spread. Deion Sanders. We both said that he wasn't winning last week. I think we both said, though, that we oh, yeah. thought it was going to be close. And I made a TikTok about it, and someone said, "How this is not like this isn't an upset. How can you say it's an upset? And I said, well, it is an upset. But also, I think John and I predicted it to be a lot more closer than we thought it was. That's why we weren't surprised. But I was expecting like a seven point or a fourteen point game. I wasn't expecting Dion to go head and head with the uh, TCU. Dion had a great coaching game. His son had a great quarterback. He threw for a school record, and that one player on their offense who also played on the defense, played over a hundred snaps, was insane. And they Travis was Hunter. Open. Yeah, Travis Hunter. They were open. There were dropped passes throughout the whole game. With that being said, Nebraska's going to Colorado. I'm probably assuming this will be Colorado's first sold-out game in a very, very long time. If Colorado wins, they already are way better than last year. Dion is going to be a legend for being from 1-11 to 2-0 is insane. The spread is in favor of Colorado, but barely by minus 2.5. Colorado's going 22 over unders high too, fifty nine and a half, and I feel like college is always high, just because it's the way it is. With all that being said, it's very hard for me to take Colorado. But in that TikTok, I said I will never doubt Deion Sanders again. Give me Colorado to win the game. Okay, we got Colorado. Yeah. So, you taking the Cornhuskers? You taking the Cornhuskers? I'm, I'm going to talk about this a bit. I don't even have a decision made right now. This is I did a lot of free picks before we did the episode, but I saved some that I would do while we were recording. So we'll talk about this one for a minute. So Colorado, first off, I saw some of this game at some tailgates at Penn State. Actually, first off, TCU, man, they fell off. 
They were ranked. They're unranked now, so I'm not even going to talk about their matchup this week. But they lost Max Duggan. They lost Quinnen Johnson. They lost their running back. And I don't think they're the same team as they were last year. I don't think they're going to be a playoff team. So it's sad to see with TCU. Colorado, though. How do you pronounce his first name? Uh, the quarterback. Colorado's quarterback? Yeah, I don't want to butcher it. It's something Shedder. Sanders. Yeah, Shedder. 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 Yeah. Sanders. I'll call him Sanders for now. Sanders. The younger Sanders. 38 for 47, 510 passing yards, and four passing touchdowns. Didn't have any rushing yards, though. But he, there were four different receivers with over 100 receiving yards. Dylan Edwards had three receiving touchdowns. Travis Hunter, who Carlin mentioned earlier, had 11 catches, 119 receiving yards. And on defense, he... Let me see. He had one interception on defense, too. So he was a big contributor. You're going to hear Travis Hunter's name a lot, and you're going to hear Sanders' name a lot, and Deion Sanders, the coach, too. So Colorado, big, big, I guess you could say upset in a way in terms of how they were last year. But Nebraska now, the Nebraska Cornhuskers, Big Ten football here. Yeah, Big Ten. Last week... Very low-scoring game against Minnesota. They lost this game. But this was a Big Ten matchup. Jeff Sims, 11 for 19, their quarterback. 114 passing yards, one touchdown, three interceptions. Jeff Sims, their quarterback, also led the team in rushing attempts and rushing yards. 19 carries and 90 yard, nine, 91 rushing yards. So... That was a competitive matchup, though. You could say. You could say TCU is not really a ranked team, so Colorado beat an easier team. You could say that. Colorado has a tougher matchup now. Colorado is favored minus three. Exactly, I believe. Let me pull them up. But Nebraska, according to ESPN, Nebraska has a 58% chance to win this game. What happens here? Does the Deion Sanders run continue? I am going to differ from you. I'm going to put Nebraska winning this game. The reason is, I have a buddy at my student media thing. He was talking to me beforehand. Shout out to Ryan. He listened to one of our previous episodes. And he was talking about how do not underestimate Nebraska in this matchup. So I'm going to take his word. For this matchup here, I'm gonna I gotta be different from you here and there. So I'm taking Nebraska to win this game. Upset alert, technically. So I got Nebraska. So you got the honors for the next game. All right, next game: Youngstown State versus number five Ohio State, the Battle of Ohio. Um, I got a cousin who goes to Youngstown State, and I did not know this, but Youngstown State is a D1 football school. No well, idea. Yeah, very, very interesting. You, you find out schools are like D1 football schools, and you're like, huh? I never never would have thought of that. Uh, like Dan. Dan goes to a D1 football school, and uh, Dan. no one's ever heard of him. But anyways. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Pew, pew, pew. Um, anyways, Youngstown State versus Ohio State. 
Let's talk about Ohio State last week. Ohio State won. I believe they won 27 to 7. John, am I correct? Uh, what did you I say real quick? I wasn't paying attention. Ohio State won 21 to 7 last week. 23 last to 3 week against Indiana. 23 to 3. Yep. Yep. It's interesting. Very, very interesting. Because Ohio State should have won by a lot more. But they didn't. And you would say the same thing about Penn State. Penn State should have won by a lot more, in my opinion. But they won. And they don't ask you how you won. They ask you if you won. The over-under for this game is... I have no idea. It is not telling me. Wow. I'm not this being is... told it either on ESPN. Yeah, I, I will guess. say I guess will you say cannot Ohio bet State, on this game. I would say it has a 99% chance to win, though. I'll say that. So, let's say whatever it is. Ohio State will win this game. I think that is the right choice. The more the question I'm interested in is, will Ohio State win by 50 points or more? Will they be returned 50. to the rank that they deserve to be with fifth in the high ranking? Because we all thought, oh, they're going to pound on Indiana, and they didn't. They barely won it. They won by more than two touchdowns, but you get my point. We know Ohio State winning for a lot. It's very interesting. Give me Ohio State over Youngstown State. That's an easy pick. It's just more of the question by how much. And I think they, I think they're gonna hit the over. I'm hoping that's gonna be under than 50, but I think they're gonna return to normal um, once they realize. I like it. Yeah, I think there's one thing too. I feel like a very common inside the dome quote is that something is very interesting. There's a lot of very interesting things that we got. Put that on a but... shirt. That's interesting. <laughs> that's that's a very interesting statement. It's definitely me. I say it a lot. I, I say, say it a lot, so though. Much, I, dude. I said that in one of the previous episodes, how I always say that. I think we both just do it. Like, Bro, every this is time, a really interesting matchup. If I had it, like, dude, honestly, you know how, like, we have swear jars growing up, and, like, every time you swear, you have to put a book. <laughs> every time we say interesting, we have to put a dollar into the next fun for the next big, like, trip we do or something, you know? Yeah. Uh, anyway, okay. Well, this isn't as very interesting of a matchup here because Ohio State... I still State, think it's interesting. Well, not in terms of the head-to-head matchup. I, it's I more interesting. I did yeah. that as a joke. <laughs> Ohio State as a team, though, is because you look at last week against Indiana. Indiana didn't have a shot when you think about it. They lost Michael Penix. So, Kyle McCord, the starting quarterback... For Ohio State, went 20 for 33, 239 passing yards, and one interception. No touchdowns from him. Didn't do anything on the ground either. Their backup quarterback, I don't even know if that is his, the backup quarterback, Devin Brown, he's number 33. He didn't even do anything either. But Marvin Harrison, I think he had an injury, so they pulled him. But... Yeah, him, Marvin Harrison, only had two catches for 18 yards. Emeka Igbuka, the other very talented receiver, only had three catches for 16 yards. So this is a very 
concerning game in a way because your star receiver, like Kyle McCord has a lot of talent around him. I mean, even the running game, look at the running game. Like there was no main standout. I feel like Travion Henderson has been somebody that people have been hyping up, but I've just never seen it. But Mayan Williams had two rushing touchdowns, but last week was for the number five ranked Ohio State Buckeyes. It was very underwhelming, I would say. But moving on to Youngstown State, I will give them some brief love real quick. Last week, they played against Valparaiso. They won 52-10. to Their quarterback, Mitch Davidson, Went 11 for 19, 130 passing yards and one passing touchdown. Their main running back, Tyshawn King, had 11 carries, 111 rushing yards and two rushing touchdowns. So look for him in this matchup against Ohio State. But hopefully Ohio State can figure out their thing because, I mean, they'll have chances to prove themselves with them once they get into bigger competition like Penn State and Michigan. I don't know. They're going to be a team to watch in their future weeks. I could pull up. I'm actually going to pull up their schedule right now, actually. So after this game, they play WKU. Then they play Notre Dame after that, the 10th ranked Notre Dame. That will be an interesting matchup. But then they play Maryland, Purdue, then Penn State. So then they're, their schedule is going to get very rough soon. So they got to figure it out with Kyle McCord if he is the guy to do it. But, I will still take Ohio State for this game. So, you get the honors for the next game. How about those Georgia Bulldogs? Those Georgia <laughs> Bulldogs. Georgia. They get to play Ball State in Georgia. Last week, Georgia played Tennessee Martin. Never even heard of them. And Ball State played Kentucky and lost to Kentucky, right? Uh, the odds for this game, 43 and a half. Georgia's favored by 43 and a half. <laughs> give me Georgia. I, I literally oh, kid you give, not. Give me Ball State. Give yeah, me give me Ball State. State. Give me Ball State. You have to say that. Uh, yeah, 43 and a half. Uh, you can't, there's not even a money line for this. Um, over-under is 53 and a half. Uh, over should hit. Uh, yeah, Georgia, mm, yeah, very interesting. I don't know how their quarterback did. How did their quarterback do last year? Uh, that's I will, game. Yeah, you'll get I'll, into that. I'll, tell you, I'll get into that when I'm So, when yeah, give me Georgia over Ball State. Uh, no other way. Okay. So, last week, Georgia played Tennessee, Martin, no, Martin, Tennessee, Skyhawks. I think that's their name. Okay. So, last week, Carson Beck was their starting quarterback. He went 21 for 31, 294 passing yards and one passing touchdown. So, pretty solid game. Nothing controversial, unlike the Ohio State game. Georgia won in convincing fashion. They won 48-7. to Running game, nothing too spectacular. Kendall Milne and Roderick Robinson the second. Split carries, then they had some other guys. Tribute, Carson Beck actually had a rushing touchdown as well. He had three carries, 12 rushing yards. Brock Bowers, the tight end, who was projected to go in the first round in next year's draft. Very talented tight end. Won back-to-back championships, five receptions for 77 receiving yards. 
led the team in receiving yards too. So Brock Bowers is somebody that you all will want to watch. So every time I exit out of here, it refreshes everything. Okay. I lost Georgia there. Ball State, I will give them some love real quick. Actually, I'm not going to be giving them love because they lost 14-44 to to Kentucky. So they're not getting any love from me. So I'm taking Georgia. Very easy to predict here. They started off the season strong. But the next matchup, this is one that I have not predicted yet. You already made your prediction. So I'm going to let you go first on this one. So you got Charleston Southern Buccaneers football playing Clemson. Normally, no brain answer. Clemson's ranked number 25, by the way. We keep forgetting to say that. Yeah, Clemson normally is a no-brainer answer. But do we want to talk about Duke football beating them last week? Let's talk about it. From a score of 28-7, to 7, where it was nowhere even close. I didn't watch the game. I don't know if you watched the game, but I remember literally checking my phone and seeing the students rushing the field down in Duke, going nuts, because they're only known for basketball down there. Yeah, um, I, was, I was in and out, because I was recording that same time, so I couldn't watch all of it. But. So, Clemson lost, and John and I talked about last week how Clemson is just like an interesting team. I think you and I both picked Clemson, though. We both did. Yeah, we yeah. both picked Clemson. <laughs> I said there is an interesting team. Anyways, we've been saying that since week one day on. Uh, anyways, Clemson, you know, I, you and I didn't expect the upset. Obviously, no one expected it, but it happened. So much for that Duke became ranked because of it. I can't tell you the last time Duke football was ranked. They play Charleston Southern University. Looking at this team, they look like they play at a high school football stadium. <laughs> it's kind of funny. Um, no offense to y'all if you're any of these guys. Um, for the jokes, for the meme, give me Charleston Southern University. Wow. We, all know, we all know Clemson's probably going to win it. But you know what? Let's have a little bit of fun. Give me Charleston Southern University. Okay. So, I won't talk about Duke yet, because since Duke is ranked officially, we will be talking about them later. So, I will not talk about Duke's performance yet. So, Clemson. Cade Klubnik, the new quarterback, DJ... I won't even try to pronounce his last name, is gone. He is now with Oregon State, to my knowledge. I hope I did not miss say that. But, Cade Klubnik is their quarterback, and I was kind of praising him last episode too, but I kind of want to take that back a bit. He went 27 for 43, 209 passing yards, one touchdown, one interception. Will Shipley, 17 carries, 114 rushing yards, but Klubnik threw him the ball at one point. It went off Shipley's hands and into a defender's hands for Klubnik's only interception. I hope I'm saying it right. It's either Klubnik or Klubnik, but I apologize. But Will Shipley also had a receiving touchdown, too. You got a decent amount of dump-offs. But Clemson's offense just could not get anything going. It feels like talking about the Steelers' offense or something. It feels like talking about West Virginia's offense. 
they just couldn't get anything going. Just nothing went their way. I think they missed a field goal or they didn't convert early in the game to get points. Yeah, I think it was a field goal. I think their kicker missed a field goal. I could see if I can confirm that right now because I was I watched the beginning. Oh yeah, their kicker Robert Dunn the third went zero for two in field goals. He missed both of them, so that is something to consider with Clemson. But it was just disappointing. They were ranked pretty high too. Now they dropped all the way to twenty five. Will this be a recurring story? Against who do they play this week? Charleston Southern Buccaneers. Charleston Southern last week they won thirteen to ten against North Greenville. The highlight player was Tony Barato. Actually, I'm gonna call him a highlight player because he only went five for twelve, ninety-five passing yards. Their running back, JD Moore, had 17 carries for 105 rushing yards. He was the standout player for Charleston Southern. But will I go the upset with you, Carlin? No, I will not. I need to get the edge on you in this ranking here that you and I have, this little competition. But Clemson, according to ESPN, Clemson has a 99% chance to win this game. So I will be going Clemson here. Hopefully they don't disappoint me again this week. But I'm going to take Clemson. But this upcoming matchup here is another one that I think could go either way too. So I'll let you go first on it. So what John's talking about is numbering 20 Mississippi, a.k.a. Ole Miss, goes to Tulane to play numbering 24 Tulane. John, do you know where Tulane is? Oh, don't ask me. Do you want, <laughs> I have it pulled up. Do you want to take a guess? Let me go uh, Alabama. <laughs> I don't know. Close, actually. Louisiana. Really? Okay. So, number rank 20 Mississippi goes to Tulane to play number rank 24. If it was me, this would be my college game day pick. Like, where college game day should have gone. Because I think oh, this there's is a the better one. there's a better one later. Yeah, I know. I have where the actual college game day is written down. But I've, like, if my personal pick, I feel like this is more of an oh, interesting yeah, <laughs> game uh, pick, in my opinion. Because this could go either way. Mississippi last week. Poor Mercer. I picked Mercer to upset Mississippi. <laughs> 73 to 7. They just nailed the coffin in for Mercer. Poor Mercer. And then Tulane won. 37 to 17. So a little bit closer on the side of the ball down there. The odds for this game is Mississippi's favored by seven and a half um, only in the over under 66. So very, very, very interesting. Um, oh man, I, I'm going to try not to say that for the rest of this episode. It's going to be so hard. With all that being said, um, I'm going to take Mississippi. I think Mississippi is the better team here. I think they're going to prove that they're the better team. I don't think they're going to absolutely stomp on Tulane, but I think they're going to play better football. Though, don't get me wrong, I can see an upset of Tulane winning this game. We'll see what happens. John, what do you think is going to happen down in the south with Mississippi versus good old Tulane? Man, so you picked picked Mississippi, right? Correct. Okay. Last week, I was looking at last week. I don't think Tulane was ranked last week, so 
they weren't on the list. I believe they were. Yeah, they or were. They? they played South Alabama. I'm, I'm searching on our last week list. I'm trying to find them because they sound very. They're towards the. Bottom. Oh, I found them. I, okay, I found them. Okay, this is interesting because last week I picked South Alabama over Tulane, and I was wrong. And you picked, you picked Mercer over Mississippi, Mississippi and yeah. you wrong. So. You're now you're done with Mississippi. I'm gonna go with Tulane this time. I'm gonna we're gonna go reverse here for both of us. Uh, not even fully looking at. It. I'm just gonna go Tulane for the fun of it in terms of predicting. But to go in depth, Tulane last week they won 37 to 17. My laptop is loading for. There we go. Okay. Last week Tulane their quarterback Michael Pratt. Went 14 for 15, 294 passing yards, four passing touchdowns. That was the player of the game right there. And Jaquan Jackson, their receiver, three of his receiving catches, two of them were touchdowns. So good performance by him as well for Tulane. But let me go to the other team, Ole Miss Rebels. Last week, I had them winning against Mercer. Harlan, what were you thinking about Mercer last week? Man, that did not go your way. But last week, Jackson Dart, the quarterback, 18 for 23, 334 passing yards, four passing touchdowns. He was the highlight of the game. They received their rushing leader, Judkins. That's his name. He had two receipt he had two rushing touchdowns. Trey Harris, their receiver. Had six catches, 133 receiving yards, four receiving touchdowns. Great player there. The the quarterback and Trey Harris will be the two players to watch for Mississippi, or Ole Miss, you should say. I will take Tulane. Tulane is home for this game. Tulane is also not favored. I'm looking at that right now. Uh, Mississippi is favored, minus 7.5. I don't know if you've said that or not. Uh, They have a 77% chance to win. But I am going to go Tulane. I don't care. You're going one way. I'm going to go the other way. So, All right. Let's give me see, Tulane. Let's, let's see if you go the, the same direction as me as opposite for this game. Yeah. <laughs> we'll you see. And, UNLV, however you say that, the UNLV Rebels play number two ranked Michigan. If you pick this upset, I think there's something severely like I don't know. I don't even know what to say if you picked the upset here. What do you got with UNLV? Come on. Yeah, well, yeah, no, no, not happening. What do you got? Let's what? talk about let's let's give UNLV a little bit of uh let's let's talk about let's praise them a little bit. Forty four to fourteen against Brian last year uh, last week. They quarterback uh Zach no, sorry. Doug Bermanfield went 11 18, 86 yards, one interception. Uh, yeah, that's really about it. <laughs> Michigan. <laughs> Michigan. Michigan, Michigan, Michigan. They didn't win as badly as you would think. They only won 30 to 3 last week against East Carolina. Granted, I think part of that is because Jim Harbaugh's not calling the plays. That could mainly oh. be the reason why. Did you real quick? Did you see at the beginning of the Michigan game where the offense like put their fingers up or something for him, like the four fingers up? Yeah, they like did a little tribute to Harbaugh. That was so lame. I saw that. Did you also <laughs> see that? Um, that the all the coaches were calling were the off, the head coach for the game. 
they didn't have a head coach. They just had everyone calling everything. Really? Yes, they didn't do it. Which I think is kind of awesome because it shows, like, you know, it helps them learn more. I think that's why they didn't have a bad game as last week. Uh, Anyways, uh, if you take UNLV, I have no idea why you would, but don't. Take Michigan. Michigan's the right pick. Also, Michigan is favored by 36.5 points in Michigan. Up in the big house. Give me Michigan. By 30 points. Man. Man, you say not to take UNLV. I'm taking UNLV. Just kidding. Okay. Uh, you said a you lot can. of the stats. You can. I'll, I'll praise them a bit more. I'll praise UNLV a bit more. Uh they had a good running game. They had four running backs that all had touchdowns. Vincent Davis, Doug Brumfield, Jaden Thomas, and Donovan Lester. They all have rushing touchdowns. You mentioned the quarterback already, so I won't mention him. But looking at Michigan last week, Michigan now, they went against East Carolina. They made easy work of them. J.J. McCarthy is back again. He had a good game, 26 for 30, 280 passing yards and three passing touchdowns. Blake Corum, one of the best, if not the best running back in college football, 10 carries, 73 yards, one rushing touchdown. Donovan Edwards is a good compliment for, to him too. He had 12 carries as well. Shout, shout out to Roman Wilson, who had three receiving touchdowns that game too. All of J.J. McCarthy's passing touchdowns went to Wilson. So, shout out to him. Garland, you said everything's pretty straightforward. I have Michigan winning. There's nothing else to say. They have a 98% chance to win this game. So, I will take Michigan as well. The next game. 23-ranked Texas A&M versus Miami, Florida. I believe that's what they are. Let me yes. find them real quick. Okay. There we go. Both teams are one and zero. Oh. Texas, Miami's actually uh, no. Sorry, they're one and zero. Oh. They're yeah. one and zero. Oh. My bad. Wait, let me. Oh my god, where are they? Okay. Texas won last week with a score of fifty-two to ten against New Mexico. Miami won a score of thirty-eight to three against Miami of Ohio. There we go. I'm trying to find their this week. If you could find their the betting odds this week, I'd appreciate that. I can't find them, but I'll do my I'll do so, my Texas. Before do you Texas do that, rant. okay. Uh, you go. Sorry, before you do that, you're good. The odds for this week: Texas A and M's only favored by four and a half. Really? Yeah. Granted, they're know. in Miami. Over under is fifty one and a half. That's really oh, low, surprisingly. Them. Yeah, so you're. Keep that you're in mind. Right. Let's talk about how both teams did last week, and then we'll make our predictions. Because I'll be joined with okay. you on this. I'm not gonna have much to say. Besides, what okay. You're so did I predict this game yet? I did not predict this game yet. So let's go through last week. Texas A&M they dominated New Mexico. I picked New Mexico to win. That was my upset. So. Man, uh, standout for Texas A&M. Connor Wigman, 18 for 23, 236 passing yards, five passing touchdowns. Great game from him. So, they are playing against Miami Hurricanes. Last week, they won 38-3 against 
Miami of Ohio. That is one of our close friends school there. Shout out to Jube. He goes there. So his team got destroyed. But their Miami's quarterback didn't have too big of a game. He threw for 201 passing yards. Had a good running game, though. But you can get into them if you want. But predicting this game, tough. It is at Miami, too. Miami has a 53% chance to win this game. I bet against Texas A&M last week. Will I do it again? Yes, I will do it again. I am not going to pick Texas A&M yet. So I am going to pick Miami to win this game. So, Carlin, what do you think? I would agree. I completely do not do that. I do this. I would agree. If it was a night game and the Miami oh. students were bumping and they were tailgating all day, having a great old time, hyping up this game, that they will win it. If it was at nighttime, Texas A&M is going to roll in there and be like, what's up? We got this. And Texas A&M is going to beat them pretty easily. Give me Texas A&M to beat Miami. I don't like the odds. I do think the odds are more leaning towards against Miami, even though Texas A&M is favored. But like I said, if it was a night game, I have no idea why. That's what my gut feel is telling me. I would take Miami, but since it's not, give me Texas A&M. Alrighty. All right, moving on. Before we get to the break, we have two more teams to talk about. We got Tus- Tusla, 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 Oklahoma, Tusla, Tusla. Tulsa. Wow. <laughs> Playing number ranked eight, Washington. Good old Huskies. So, John, do you want to talk about uh, good old Huskies and good old Washington? Uh, they yeah. Same thing. You know what I mean? I will. So, Washington is favored minus 34. They have a 94% chance to win this game. Washington, their quarterback, the great Michael Penix. Junior, somebody who is in the competition for the Heisman. I think I mentioned him last week. He went to Indiana beforehand. He beat Penn State a couple of years ago, too. Michael Penix, Jr., had went 29 for 40 last week, 450 passing yards and five passing touchdowns. Almost looked like Sanders from Colorado. And he had nothing on the ground. But he was the story of last game. He had an excellent game. Three receivers had... Close to 100 or more than 100 receiving yards. So shout out to all of them. They dominated Boise State. The other team, Tulsa Golden Hurricane. What did they do last week here? They won last week against AR Pine Bluff. I will give Tulsa some love here because I am not picking them. But... Their quarterback, Cardell Williams, went 13 for 14, 233 passing yards and three passing touchdowns. So, and Jordan Ford had 19 carries for 110 rushing yards and one rushing touchdown. So, I'll shout out Tulsa there a little bit. Good performance week one, but they are going against a tough team. And Tulsa also has to play Oklahoma next week. So, they will most likely be getting a mention to next week. But I have Washington winning. I probably already have that written down. Give me Washington in this game. How about you, Carlin? 
Good old Washington, baby. Don't don't bet against those Huskies. They have a beautiful stadium. I don't know if you've ever seen their campus, but I've seen pictures of it. And their campus is like you literally look out the door and like walk out the door and there's just mountains. And it's it's so pretty, dude. I've seen pictures. If you ever Google it, look it up or if you ever have the chance to visit, I'm so jealous because I've seen videos and pictures and it looks amazing. Washington, though, though last week they had a great thing. I remember John was picked Boise State. I told, I told him it's not in Boise. And he goes, yeah, Huskies by a million. Uh, same thing. Huskies, great team, uh, great running back. Give me the Huskies. And to wrap it up before the break, let's talk about the good old volunteers, the Tennessee volunteers. Austin Peavy versus number ranked nine, Tennessee Volunteers. I don't even know who Austin Peavy is, but I know Tennessee is my second favorite football team in college football. Tennessee Volunteers by a million in good old Rocky Top. Woo! Rocky Top, Tennessee. That's all I have to say. Tennessee by a million. <laughs> okay. That was a lot. Uh, Rocky Actually, Top, you <laughs> I'm done. Actually, I don't have the odds, but Tennessee is favored 99%. Uh, I will give the governors, Austin P. Governors, some some love. Actually, they are going to get no love because they got killed by Southern Illinois last week. So they will get no love. Tennessee will get some love, though, because they beat Virginia 49-13. to Joe Milton arguably who has one of the strongest arms in college football. He can launch that thing. Went 21 for 30, 201 passing yards, and two passing touchdowns. The running back, Dylan Sampson, had three rushing touchdowns, and Joe Milton, as well, had nine carries for 33 rushing yards and two rushing touchdowns. So Joe Milton had four touchdowns that game. So Joe Milton was standout, and he will probably be the standout for this game against Austin P. Give me Tennessee as well. That's one that you and I both predicted. But we still have a lot more college football to cover. So when we come back from the break, more college football discussions, including the game of the week. Stay tuned. Welcome back, everybody. This is actually very interesting here. The first half was like 50 minutes or so, so and we still got a decent amount to cover. So just a little fun fact about Inside the Dome. The current record for longest episode, I believe, goes to the Steelers preview episode. That was months ago. That months ago. It was back in the offseason early, and that was an hour and 30 minutes long. So we are so maybe push for that time we will see though but in that time though we have a lot of great content a lot of stats so hopefully we are educating all of you while we go through these predictions and hopefully giving you some entertainment as well so carlin do you want to have the honors of doing the next matchup all right let's do it appalachia state plays number 17 ranked unc unc played Good old South Carolina last week, and I predicted that game wrong. Spencer Rattler, you let me down as always. Oh, um, man. It was a great game uh, for those who watched it. I caught glimpses of it because I was running around and stuff at night. Um, 
so I didn't really get to watch it. And also, it was on the same time the Penn State game was on, and I obviously decided to watch the Penn State game. John was currently at Penn State, and that stadium has no signal. So, <laughs> UNC uh, absolutely kicked the buttocks out of uh, good old South Carolina. I just said that. 31-17. Abolition State won. Uh, where is it? Against Gardner Webb, 45-24. Very, very, very... I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say it. Interesting. I'm not going to say it. Over under 18 and a half for this one. Uh, uh, North Carolina is favored. Ooh. Though I do like North Carolina's quarterback, and I think that's why I'm going to stick with my pick. Give me uh, UNC. Appalachian State is a very fun team. Um, I remember last year they were on college game day, and then they had that crazy Hail Mary. Do you remember? Where the ball was I thrown think. up, and it was knocked down, and someone caught it and ran it in the end zone. It was insane. I think Luke so, Combs yeah. was on that, too. That's why I like it. But, yeah, give me uh, UNC. Okay. So, yeah. UNC has a 91% chance to win this game. Last week, I picked UNC over South Carolina. I'll talk briefly about that game. I saw some of it. Actually, I lied. I didn't. I was thinking of a different game there. South Carolina, Spencer Rattler, I think the story with him was less about him, more of his O-line. His O-line was horrendous. He was sacked numerous times. It was close to double digits, I believe. Like It was just bad. I mean, he had a decent game. Spencer Rattler went 30 for 39, 353 passing yards. But South Carolina is also not ranked, so I'm not going to talk too much about him. Drake May, who is potentially the second best quarterback in this upcoming NFL draft. He went 24 for 32, 269 passing yards, two touchdowns, two interceptions, along with 25 rushing yards. So he will be the story of the season. He had a pretty solid game. The interceptions happened, but I'll give some love real quick to Appalachian State. Like Carlin said, they won 45 to 24. Their standout player, Joey Aguilar, their quarterback, along for 13, 174 passing yards and four passing touchdowns. Shout out to him, but UNC should win this game. I got them winning as well. No upset here. Give me UNC. So, this next game. Lafayette versus now ranked number 21 Duke football. Man, I love how you added the football. Yeah, because normally it's Duke is, yeah, it's basketball, but we're talking about Duke football here in a top 25 episode. Wow. I would not be alive. Uh, what a time to be alive. Home of Daniel Jones, the New York Giants' savior, potentially. Shout out to Ryan again, because that is his team. But last week, they dominated Clemson. I can't believe I'm also saying that right now. They dominated Clemson. Riley Leonard, their quarterback, 17 for 33, 175 passing yards. And he went 8 for 98 on the ground. Eight carries, 98 rushing yards, and a rushing touchdown. So he led the team in rushing yards. Great game by Duke. They just shut down Clemson completely. Give big shout-out to their defense as well. Just great game all around for Duke. But they are going against a very tough competition here with Lafayette. I'm not very serious when I say that. But pulling up 
the odds if I can find them. I am not finding them. There There's they are. There's no odds. Okay. I can say what their favorite. Duke's favorite, 99%. So, Lafayette last week, they won 19-14 to against Sacred Heart. Wow. That's a team name. You learn something every day. Ryan Schuster, their quarterback, threw an interception. That game was determined by their running back, Jamar Curtis. 19 carries, 181 rushing yards, and one rushing touchdown. So, we'll see if he can do anything against Duke. But I'm taking Duke. I think their little run here will continue. So, Carlin, who do you got? All right, so. What's up? So. I'm going to take Duke, but I want to read you some stats because this is more interesting to me. So, the last time Duke football was ranked was in 2014 where it peaked number 19. Okay. Last time Duke has beat a top 10 team was in 1989 before the Clemson Tigers, which is insane. Okay. And then the last time Duke played a bowl game was, although this was uh, 2018, I believe, was the last bowl game they played. Maybe. No. They So they played in the military bowl in 2022 and then 2018, 2017, 2015. And looking at Duke's schedule, right? We're not going to talk about them for that long, but you play Northwestern next week. It should be an easy win. Connecticut should be an easy win. Then you have to play Notre Dame. Okay. So that should be a loss. North Carolina State should be an easy win. Florida State, probably going to lose. Louisville should be an easy win. Wake Forest should be an easy win. Then they play UNC, the basketball rival. Who knows? Then you play Virginia, and then you play Pittsburgh. So my point I'm trying to get to is this team probably will go to a college bowl game this year. Will they stay ranked? I doubt it. It's going to be very hard with Florida State, North, uh, North Notre Dame, and uh, Duke all playing. That they beat Clemson. They beat Clemson. They, beat, they did. So remember that. We'll see what happens. Duke football. Give me Duke. But I just wanted to share that little fun stat because I thought that was interesting. So. Moving on, SMU versus good old Oklahoma. Who the heck is SMU? I did not Google this ahead. Do uh, not disrespect the Mustangs. The Mustangs. They want to know. Is it the Southern Mississippi University Mustangs? I can't. I cannot confirm that off of Google. <laughs> <laughs> I'm assuming that's what they are. The SMU uh, Mustangs. Guess. Wow. Uh. The program, Southern Methodist University. There you go. Could have messed um, them up. So sorry to y'all down there. Um, They won last week with a score of 38-14 to 14 against the Louisiana Tech. Though you got to play Oklahoma. In Oklahoma. Against number ranked 18, Oklahoma. Give me Oklahoma. Uh, the odds are Oklahoma's favored by only 16 and a half. Over under 68 and a half. Give me Oklahoma, though. Sticking with it. Man. Okay. I feel like we should call this episode College Game Day because we're producing like College Game Day. 
You gotta get. And it. here's our guest speaker. Uh, please come in. Welcome, my dog Gigi. <laughs> yes, no, we, she does the dream job. We get Pat McAfee on the show. That'd be beautiful. I, the dream yeah. job in general is we get a high, like a high level celebrity or something on this show to talk football. We will get Pat McAfee, WVU legend, like me soon. So hopefully they'll call me that one day. But LA Tech down the line later, November fourth, they have to go. Actually, why did I just say LA Tech? That's the team that SMU beat. Oh my god. Okay, SMU. Down the line, November 4th, they have to play Rice, which is the home of JT Daniels, WVU legend. Just kidding. But JT Daniels kind of sucked last game against Texas, I believe. I think we'll get to Texas soon. But a little shout out there to JT Daniels. But I'll give SMU some love real quick. Their quarterback, Preston Stone, 23 for 37, 248 passing yards, three passing touchdowns. Their running back, L.J. Johnson Jr. rushed for 128 rushing yards and one rushing touchdown. So, SMU, that is all you are going to get for the praise because Oklahoma is winning this game. They are they have an 89.9% chance to win this game. Last week, it was an absolute butt whooping on Arkansas State. They won 73 to nothing. Wow, very impressive. Dylan Gabriel, we mentioned him in last week's episode a bit. He did not disappoint. 19 for 22, 308 passing yards, two passing touchdowns. Very good game throwing. His backup went perfect 11 for 11 in garbage time. But I'm taking Oklahoma. Enough said about it. We got other games to get to soon. So I am taking Oklahoma. So the next game that we got, Oregon. Versus Texas Tech. I already made my prediction for this. So, Oregon. Let me get the odds up. Poor Oregon duck. Poor Oregon. The The 500 push-ups that guy had to go through. Or girl, because we don't know who's in that costume. uh, That uh, outfit until the end of the season, I believe. Or whenever their senior year is revealed. But I am so sorry to that person. I am so sorry. I hope you are doing okay. I hope this beat's not, oh, well, you're not going to beat it, most likely. I think that's a good thing um, because who knows what they're going to do against Texas Tech. Um, anyways. Yeah, so this is actually a night game, too. This is at 7 o'clock, and this game is actually, if you want to go an upset pick, this is your next chance because Oregon is only favored minus 6.5. They have a 67 percent chance to win this game Oregon let's break down Oregon last week they won 81 to 7 against Portland State Oregon is the home of somebody who I feel like has been in college football forever Hicks I'm just kidding Bo Nix 23 for 27 287 passing yards three passing touchdowns he is just having so much fun right now man I mean, they had a great game. Marquise Irving, their running back, had two rushing touchdowns. Jordan James had three rushing touchdowns. So shout out to those two running backs. And Troy Franklin and Gary Bryant Jr. had both had over 100 receiving yards. So shout out to all of those players from Oregon Ducks. Their opponent for this week, Texas Tech, a part of the Big 12. 
a team that plays West Virginia. Actually, they don't play them. They play them October 2nd. So, actually, nope, that is not true. That is last year. They played them September 23rd. Last week, Texas Tech lost in a nail-biter to Wyoming, 33-35. to Standout in that game for Texas Tech, Tyler Schell, 31 for 47, 338 passing yards, three touchdowns, one interception. I'll give a little shout-out to Wyoming since they actually won the game. Andrew Peasley went 18 for 34, 149 passing yards, two passing touchdowns. Wyoming won that game against Texas Tech, but this game is still close. Carlin, you could pick an upset for this if you want to, but I am a Bo Nix believer, baby. I am a Bo Nix believer. I am not counting him out. I know it is a way. This game is at Texas Tech under the bright lights. This will be on Fox for anybody who wants to watch the game. I'm still going to take Oregon. I trust Bo Nix. Give me Oregon. I'm going to pick the upset. I'm going to do it, and here's why I'm going to do it. Looking at last year's schedule, I know we're in 2023, but let's go to 2022 real quick. Their their biggest loss was against Texas, 70-35. to Okay. Some of their bigger wins against Houston, 38-21. to They lost to Oklahoma, 52-21, to but it still wasn't 60. Uh, it was around 30 points. They barely lost to Baylor by three points. They got shut out by Oklahoma State. They barely lost to Kansas State. They beat the crap out of Kansas. They lost 52-31 to against TCU. And they barely beat West Virginia. <laughs> don't remind me <laughs> with that being said do I think they're going to be able to pull it off probably not will they keep it close in my opinion after looking at this last year's schedule and this year's schedule I think they will give me Texas Tech do I think they're going to win probably not do I hope they're going to win yes but let's go Texas Tech we'll say Texas Tech is the home of Patrick Mahomes he was, they weren't ranked. Remember. Fun fun fact, when he was there, they weren't ranked. Yeah. It's very interesting. I did not know that. I, I said that know again. That. I said very you're interesting. Fine. You're fine at this point. <laughs> no, it's going to be a pet peeve of mine now. Anyways. It's been a long day for us. Let's talk, let, let's talk about the game day of the week. College game day is going down to Tuscaloosa. <laughs> That's not how you say it. They're going down to Alabama. The game of the week. I don't know if it's actually a noon game. Do you know if it's a noon it game? Is, nope. It is a evening game. It is at 7 o'clock p.m. on Saturday. Yep. Yeah. And it will be, it'll be on ESPN, too. And that's the game I will be watching this week. Good old Texas, ranked number 11, will be playing Alabama in Alabama against number three ranked Alabama in Alabama, if I did not make that clear enough. John and I do not have our picks for this game. We Alabama beat the crap out of Middle Tennessee. I don't think you or I picked Middle Tennessee last week. We should have. That would have nope. been funny. Um, they won 56-7. I do not know how Texas did off the top of my head. Texas, um, actually, let me let me say Texas real quick because I mentioned Rice earlier. Texas played Rice last week. The home of JT Daniels. 
So that's the they home play. of JT Daniels. It is. They won the 37 home. to 10. Yep. Everyone's calling this the game of the week. The odds for this game is Alabama's favored by seven by a touchdown. 53 and a half still over under. I have no idea, dude. I seriously have no idea. No idea. Give me the stats first, and then I'll pick, because I'm sure you have the stats for the... Well, I'll say this last week, or not last week, last year, Alabama and Texas played last year. Alabama was ranked number five. Actually, that that might be where they... I can't confirm that. But Alabama versus Texas last year. Alabama won 20 to 19, actually. And Texas in that game, I'm going to pull up the stats from that game. Bryce Young had a pretty decent game. He only had one passing touchdown, though. But Texas, the story with Texas was that Quinn Ewers, who's starting this this week, he was injured. He, he was injured last year during that game. And that's where it kind of fell apart for them. And Hudson Card came in. So pe- some people say last year, if Quinn Ewers stayed healthy, they could have beat Alabama. And this was in Texas, too. Bijan Robinson, that game, who is now in the Atlanta Falcons, only had 21 carries for 57 rushing yards and one rushing touchdown. Though he did some work on the receiving end. But that was last year. I'll give my stats for this year, how the teams have been doing. So let me, I'll pull up Alabama first because Alabama last week, they played middle, middle Tennessee. And last week we were discussing their quarterback situation because they had three potential starters. When we released it last week, they did not name their starter, but they went with Jalen Milrow as their starter. I think it was between him, Tyler Buckner and Ty Simpson, the two of them, the other two got playing time, but Jalen Milrow started last week. He went 13 for 18, 194 passing yards and three passing touchdowns, as well as seven carries for 48 rushing yards and two rushing touchdowns. So Jalen Milrow had five touchdowns total. He's not fully known as a passer, but they did play Middle Tennessee, so he was able to get some practice in on the passing side. Three different receivers had receiving or receiving touchdowns. So, can I cut you off for a second? You know yeah. what I think's the f- funniest thing you just said? Yeah. He's not known as a passing quarterback, but they let him get practice. They did. Okay. Now, normally in the NFL, you don't get practice against other teams. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> On which one? I, I just thought that was funny. Anyways, continue. Okay. So now, Texas now. I'll highlight JT Daniels just for the fun of it. His beautiful stats of 14 for 26, 149 passing yards, one touchdown, two interceptions. Great job, JT Daniels. We don't really miss you up here at West Virginia. But Quinn Ewers, who I mentioned already, he went 19 for 30, 260 passing yards, three passing touchdowns. Bijan Robinson is no longer on the team. So Jaden Blue and Jonathan Brooks split carries. Each both had 55 52 rushing yards, respectively. Their leading receiver was Xavier Worthy. Seven receptions for 90 receiving yards. I believe he was on the team last year. Can't see what... he's. A, he is a junior, Xavier Worthy, so he is back again for another year. Quinn Ewers this is also the team with Arch Manning. He's, I don't think he's the confirmed backup, 
but he is on the team too. Quinn Ewers, they are not telling me his grade right now. That is unfortunate, but he is the starting quarterback. He also had one rushing touchdown last game too, might I add. So those are the stats for you, Carlin. What is your prediction? They are also in Alabama. Under the lights in Alabama, college game day. Horns up, baby. Give me Texas. I'll um, take Texas. Are you going to take Bama? I'm definitely taking Bama. I'll tell you what I'm doing. Now, there's two deciding factors for why I'm about to say this. The first factor, us here at WVU, we don't say horns up. We say horns down, baby. That's what we say to Texas. So that's the first off. Second off, this is at Alabama. Prime time, under the lights. Nick Saban does lose some of these games, I won't lie. But horns down, baby. Roll tide. I'm going Alabama for this game. Alabama is favored 80% to win this game. I'm going Alabama. That is my pick. Game of the week. I'm going Bama. Roll tide, baby. All right. Do you want to do the next game? Let's start off. Yes, sir. Grambling State versus LSU. I have no idea who Grambling State is. Never heard of them in my whole life. I'm sure John will be able to tell me who they are. But LSU played Florida State last week. And John picked LSU and I picked Florida State. And I wrote with Florida State all the way. And Florida State got the win at home. Depressing. Very depressing. Let's be honest. LSU knows that they had a bad loss last week. And they're pretty upset about it. Give me LSU. Okay. Last week was also... Very depressing for Lance, too. He is a big LSU fan. So it's very depressing for him as well. Man, we've been going on for a while. I'm starting to lose my voice, but I will keep going. LSU, I picked them last week. I did. But I will talk about Grambling State Tigers first. It's Tigers versus Tigers this week. Man, they have a 1% chance to win the Grambling State Tigers. Last week, they lost to Hampton 31-35. to uh, Grambling State's quarterback, Miles Crawley, 25 for 38, 311 passing yards, two passing touchdowns. He did nothing on the ground, but we will see if he can put up similar stats against LSU. I will give Hampton some praise since they actually won a game. I will give praise to the running back duo of Christopher Zealous and Darren Butts. Both of them had over 100 rushing yards. Zealous had two rushing touchdowns, and Butts had one rushing touchdown. That was for from the Hampton Pirates. So enough of those two teams. Let's get to LSU here. LSU 0-1. They're still ranked 14 in the nation. Big loss to Florida State. We'll talk about Florida State later because I don't think we've mentioned them yet. But, oh my goodness, I am... Okay, there we go. LSU, last week, Jaden Daniels, their running quarterback, he had 15 carries for 64 running yards, used his legs a lot. Sometimes he converted, sometimes he didn't last game. 
but he threw 22 for 37, 347 passing yards, one passing touchdown, one interception. Also, shout out to Noah Kane on that team. He had a rushing touchdown, former Penn State running back right there, so shout out to him too. But this did not go LSU's way. It really did not go their way, but they have much easier competition this week. But after this week, they play MS State, then they play Arkansas, then they play Ole Miss, then Missouri, then Auburn. And then down the line, they have Alabama, so their schedule will gradually get worse. But this game against Grambling State will be a chance for them to get back on track. So give me LSU here. So this next game, I have not made my prediction yet, so I will let you go first, actually. All right, we got number 19, Wisconsin versus Washington State. Apparently, I already made my pick. I picked Washington State. The upset. Why did I pick Washington State? That is a great question. Let's find out. Why did you? Um, you, were, you? You had them picked. I didn't even pick you after this matchup. Oh, here's why. This is why I did. The okay. spread is six and a half with Wisconsin favored. Over unders 58 and a half. This is why I did this. I'm I'm gonna stick with Washington State. I'm gonna stick with them. I think that's what I'm gonna do. Give me Washington State in an upset at home. It's true. They are at home. So I like being different from you. I think that makes our records potentially even more different as well. So I'm gonna take Wisconsin for this game. First off, they're a Big Ten team, but I'll break down what they did last week. I'll start with Washington State. They beat Colorado State. Last week, Cameron Ward, their quarterback, went. Actually, Cameron Ward, their quarterback for Washington State, had a very good game. A very good game. 37 for 49, 451 passing yards, three passing touchdowns, along with a rushing touchdown, too. So, Cameron Ward, could he do it again against Wisconsin? Let's see what Wisconsin did last week. Wisconsin last week won 38 to 17 against Buffalo. Their quarterback, Tanner Mordecai, ooh, actually did not have a very good game at all. I will highlight their running backs, Chez Maluzzi and Braylon Allen. Both of them had insane games. Maluzzi had 13 carries for 157 rushing yards and two rushing touchdowns. Allen had 17 carries for 141 rushing yards and two rushing touchdowns. So at first I was about to backtrack and go to Washington State for this pick. But I think these two running backs. We'll see what happens next week when I'm talking about the hot prediction. These two running backs will go crazy on Washington State. Give me Wisconsin. That is my pick for this All week. Right. So, moving on. We're almost there. We got three more games. Southern Mississippi oh, versus number four ranked Florida State. Ooh, ooh, ooh. This is a hard game to pick, Sean. This is a very, very hard game. It's 830 in Florida. It is. Hard on Saturday game. night. Very hard <laughs> game. I don't know. I'm going to have to think about this. Mm. <laughs> I mean, obviously, you could go. 
Southern Mississippi the best team in college football. I know. Who am I kidding? Florida State. Florida State all the way, baby. Um, Last week, Florida State obviously beat um, LSU 45-24 to swiftly. And Southern Mississippi, actually, they beat Alcorn State. Have you ever heard of Alcorn State? Nope. Neither have I. They beat them uh, with a, a score of 40-14. to 14. So give me Florida State to win this game. Okay, uh, Southern Miss. Let me just see if there's any players to highlight. I will highlight one player, and that is their quarterback, Billy Walls. 21 for 28, 267, passing our three touchdowns, one interception. He gets some praise there. But Florida State is now ranked number four in the nation right now. Last week, I actually, I was watching, I only watched the first half of this game between LSU and Florida State. But... First half was actually a lot more competitive. Jordan Travis, their quarterback, had a terrible, absolutely terrible interception. He just threw it right to the guy. Oh, my God, it was terrible. But he did rebound. He went 23 for 31, 342 passing yards, four passing touchdowns, So and also a rushing touchdown, too. He was the MVP of the game. Actually, I should say another MVP of the game. Keon Coleman, the receiver, nine receptions, 102... 22 receiving yards, three receiving touchdowns. Shout out to him as well. This should be an easy win for Florida State. They have a 96.5% chance to win this game, according to ESPN. Not much to talk about here. This game is also in Florida State, too. If you're taking Southern Miss, what are you doing? Please don't bet any money on that. So I got Florida State winning this game. So that's my pick in this next game. I have not made my prediction yet for this game, so you go first. All right, you got UC Davis versus Oregon State, okay? Number 16 ranked Oregon State in Oregon State. This game will be commencing at 9 p.m. on a Saturday night, a.k.a. 6 p.m. for them. UC Davis beat Texas A&M 48-10 last week. (laughs) They did against the Texas A&M Converse Lions. Oh, my God. <laughs> I gotcha. That's why I was so I hoping. I, was I didn't so see hoping. it yet. I, that no, were, it. I was still uh, trying to get to it. I was so hoping that you I didn't see it and like, let me do that. Because gonna, that was funny. I was going to say, that is such cap. <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah, so not much to say. Like I always say recently about these back end of the games because in the beginning of the games if you don't know in college football obviously what are you doing but they hire teams ranked up the bigger schools pay these smaller schools to basically come and play them that's why you get matchups like these and i get why they do it but also i really am not a fan of it because i want to see good football for 12 weeks not pounding after pounding and then nail biting the last two weeks it's not as fun i mean we get good matchups, but like I want to see some good good football. Anyways, I'm gonna take Oregon State. I don't know what the favor is here. It's um, Oregon State, actually, just by looking at it. I don't know why I didn't predict already. Oregon State has a 96 percent chance, to, actually 97 percent chance to win this game. Yeah, give me uh, Oregon State. Okay, UC Davis, the UC Davis Aggies, the standout player last week against. Texas A&M Commerce was the standout was Lam Larson. 
their running back, 16 carries, 109 rushing yards, and three rushing touchdowns. Will he do a similar stat line against Oregon State, or will he be shut out? He will most likely be shut out in a way, I would say. Uh, wait a second. Oregon State's ranked. Yeah, they're ranked. Okay. One thing wasn't saying it. Uh, last week, Oregon State. Oh, this is the home of the former Clemson State quarterback. Wait, did I just say Clemson State? Oh, my God. It's late. Clemson quarterback, DJ Uagalei. That might be how you say his name. I don't know. But this was his debut game for Oregon State. He went 20 for 25, 239 passing yards and three passing touchdowns along with two rushing touchdowns as well. So he had five total touchdowns. Great debut against the San Jose State Spartans last week. So moving on to this week, like I said, they have a 97% chance to win this game. I'm taking Oregon State. I don't know why I didn't predict that beforehand, but I'm taking Oregon State for this one. So we are finally say, at the last, yeah, last matchup. It is late for us here recording. But we have one more matchup to do, and that is USC versus Stanford. Stanford. This is at USC, too. I will give some love to Stanford real quick if they deserve love. They do. They beat Hawaii last week on September 1st, 37-24. to 24. Their quarterback, Ashton Davis, 25 for 36, 248 passing yards, two passing touchdowns. Great game from him. Will he do it again? Most likely not, but... They play USC. Caleb Williams, we've already been talking about him. The potential number one overall pick in the draft. If the number one team in the draft needs a quarterback, it will probably be Caleb Williams. Last week, they played Nevada. USC is 2-0 already. Caleb Williams already has two games under his belt. Caleb Williams, again, went off in this game. 18 for 24, 319 passing yards, five passing touchdowns along with 42 rushing yards on the ground. So, and the ball was spread out a lot. There were a lot of different receivers in that game, so shout out to all of them. But I don't think there's much to predict here. USC has a 94% chance to win. They are favored minus 29. I'm taking USC. Caleb Williams, you're not losing a game against... Oh, my God. You're not losing against Stanford. You're not losing against them. If you do, then... Kiss that Heisman goodbye. Carlin, who do you got? USC. It's interesting, though. I said it again. Anyways, um, his dad, Caleb Williams' dad, came out and said that if the team who possesses the first overall draft pick isn't that good in their eyes, he's not going to register for the draft. He's going to say another year at school. Wow. Caleb Williams. So, Cardinals fans. Cardinals fans. I don't know if your man's going to want to go there or not. You're gonna nah, find they're out. keeping. They're keeping Kyler Murray. They're trading that pick. I think so too. So it's gonna be. We're gonna see what happens down there. But yeah, give me USC. Um, yeah, there you go. We there is our week two predictions for college football for the top twenty-five. And actually, I was doing some math right now without the ad and the intro and the outro. We're chilling around ninety minutes, which is an hour and twenty. Right? No, it's an hour and 30. 30. So oh, we're over right now for the longest episode. So, little. Potentially. Yeah. 
little clap, little, little clap there for us, the two of us going this long. Um, with obviously college football becoming more with more stats and NFL, the episodes are going to start to get longer. So thank you if you all made it all the way to this part of the episode. I do want to say something real quick. Please keep an eye out for our TikToks this week because college football will be happening Saturday, NFL will be happening Sunday, NFL will be happening Monday with NFL on Thursday. So John and I, if there's any big upsets or anything or any huge news to talk about that we need to talk about right then and there, make sure you go on our social medias to hear that, especially our TikTok to get our raw reactions to things. Because like last week, I posted the raw reaction of Colorado beating TCU. So make sure you go follow us on our socials over there to hear our raw live reactions. And then come back a couple days later to hear our final thoughts of how the games went. Yeah. And thank you all for listening to this episode. We will plan to do episodes like this every single week. This is dropping on a Thursday. Ideally, every no, single... Not. Is it? Yeah, it is. Oh, no, it's dropping on Friday. Crap. Dropping We're recording Friday this on this Wednesday. Week. Yes. Yeah, we're recording this on a Wednesday. So, yeah, every Friday, unless... Eh, we'll say every Friday. For Thursday or Friday, every week, I would say. We will drop a college football episode. The only reason why it maybe be Thursday is if there's a big Thursday episode, but we'll see. But make sure you go on our socials to figure out what we're going to decide to do with every week and then it stay tuned and we'll have a more consistent schedule of when we can yeah, do it definitely yeah this is the last episode <laughs> for this week probably but next week we will start with our ongoing schedule episodes will probably release on the same day weekly so stay tuned for all of that coming up next week We'll have more guest speakers, potentially, and even more. We'll have more TikToks and everything. I'm losing my voice, so I'm going to wrap this up right now. Make sure to follow us on our Instagram, our TikTok, our Twitter slash X, our Facebook. You can find all of those social medias and our podcast platforms in the link in bio. If you are listening on Apple Podcasts or Overcast, you can go to the podcast website and click the link in bio there. But other than that... Carlin, this has been fun talking college football with you for another week. You and I, we need to have a drink or something because we went a long way. In March, in March. Yeah, you. In March. Nah, have a drink of water. Have a drink of water. I'll have a drink of water because I'm going to bed. I think you're going to bed. (laughs) Yeah, it's 11.53 right now. We're going to bed. recording. Yeah, we're going to bed. But with Carlin Jacob... I'm John Nadera. Have a great day, everyone, and see you next time on Inside the Dome.